James chapter 5, verse number 11. The Bible says, Behold, we count them happy which endure. Well, that's a, that's a statement right there that every Christian needs to get a hold of. Amen? Amen. Behold, we count them happy which endure. It said, it, Behold, we count them which give up, walk away. Throw a fit, throw a towel in, back up. It didn't say that. Behold, we count them happy which endure. We have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and tender mercy. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts and help us be what we need to be, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to move in our lives. Lord, help us to stand tall as a Christian. Not just by the words, but by our hearts, by our actions, by our deeds, and the way we walk. And Father, we'll just praise you and glorify you in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. I'd love to talk to the people of God in the age in which we live in today. We must understand that we're going to go through some things that we're going to have to endure. I look at it this way. If you watch the news and read social media, uh, you understand this country has turned its back on God and turned their face towards sin. Over the last several years, decades or so, uh, uh, and not only do we see it in our country, and we see it in our countries, but now we see it in our churches today. The problem is we, we have is... Uh, God is no longer reverence in the world today. 50, 60 years ago, uh, God was feared. God was reverence. But that is no longer the case. Sin has consumed our nation. The same-sex marriages, this abortion, they have turned their back on God and God's Word. We see sin has consumed our nation tonight. Being Christian, people mock you. They laugh at you. They call you uneducated. They say you are backwards. You're back in the woods. Today, churches are not churches, but they're showcases. But we have to finish. We have to finish. We have to endure. Churches are closing every day. I, I read statistics said a thousand churches close every year. A thousand churches. I also read that uh, uh, there's uh, uh, thousands of churches without pastors tonight. There's several not denominations without pastors. But also understand this: there are some that have pastors but they're not uh, a pastor. They're harling. They're wolves in sheep clothes. They just want to preach what the people say, preach to me and make me feel good about what I'm doing, but don't call my sin out. Don't tell me I'm a sinner. Just preach and don't use the Word of God. Just preach and make me happy. There's a lot of that going on today. You don't have to go far in this town. You'll find several churches that do that. They're not preaching the Word of God. So what has happened? 
What has happened? Verse, sin has consumed our nation so much that it's overflown into our churches today. Sin, how can sin be in the church? Because sinners don't get right with God. Sinners don't walk with God no more. And second of all, people are just quitting on God. They're just quitting on God. The Bible said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. You see, carrying the cross is not an easy thing tonight. Carrying the cross is not the, for the faint-hearted tonight. It's an everyday thing. You just can't carry your cross on Sunday and lay it down on Monday and pick it back up on Wednesday and lay it down and pick it back up on... No, carrying your cross is an everyday thing. It's a hardship to follow Jesus Christ. You ask Peter, was it a hardship? Peter will tell you, yes, it was a hardship. You, you ask Paul, was it a hardship? Paul says, I've been beaten. I was jailed. I was shipwrecked. I, 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 I've been close to death. I've been stoned. And Paul understood that it was a hardship following Christ. So the problem is people are all over the country is quitting on God. Because being sold out, born again, believer, is not an easy thing to do. It's not easy, as Paul said, to kill our flesh daily. We see so many quitting on God because of sin, because of self, because of Satan. I believe there's a lot of pressure put on the people of God in this world. And we must face the facts. Most Christians act like ostrich. They stick their head in the sand, don't want to know what's going on around them. And when something does happen, it catches them off guard. Pretending nothing is going on, pretending that everything's all right. Can I tell you this? Everything ain't all right tonight. Our government's so messed up. Our country's so messed up. Our, our churches are starting to be messed up. Everything ain't all right. Get your head out of the sand and start looking around. Here's some things that we can expect to happen in the future if God tarries. If God endures for the next 20, 25 years, our churches will be banned. They will not have a church. You cannot go to a church. But you have to endure. When preaching the gospel is prohibited, you must endure. When the government gets to our churches and our preachers with taxes, you better endure. When we stand up against those things that are wrong, against the Bible, and they put you in a prison, you must endure. We're not endure. You sitting here thinking that can't happen. 
I'm telling you, it's coming. When teachers pray with their students in class and they fire her, tell her you cannot do that, it won't be long they'll tell you you can't pray in the house of God. It won't be long they'll tell you the word of God that you have in your hand is going to be out illegal and it's, not, it's going to be banned and you've got to turn them in. You can't have them no more. It's coming. And these younger people, I, I have a burden for these young people because God does tell you, I don't know what they're going to face in the next 20, 25 years. Spiritually, we all face discouragements. We all face trials. Every one of us. There's been times in your walk with God, in your ministry, uh, whatever you're doing, your singing, uh, uh, children's work, whatever you're doing, there have been times in your ministry that you'd want to just throw in the towel. I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. It's hard to live for Christ. It's hard to get up and study every morning. It's hard to pray every time. It's hard to do the walk, the walk. It's hard to get up and preach Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday. It's hard to do that. Get discouraged. We face discouragement. And a lot of times we don't want nobody to know that we're facing that discouragement. We put this facade on that when we come to the house of God, we got a smile on as soon as they ask you, how's it going? Oh, everything's going great. Y'all know my saying, you know, when I say that, something wrong. Good in the Lord, I'm good in the Lord no matter what's going on in my life. We know we're facing these things in our life. You read about the great men of God in the Bible. Times they felt discouraged. Times they felt like they were all alone. Those great men in the Bible, uh, uh, David, felt discouragement. Moses felt like he was all an outcast. He's all alone. Nehemiah felt like he was an outcast. John the Baptist sitting in prison said, Hey, do we need to look for another? There was discouragement. Even Jesus Christ himself faced discouragement. So we're going to face this discouragement. You're going to face it in your ministry, in your walk with God. You're going to face it in the house of God with the people of God. You're going to face it. Let me give you three quick things on why it is better to endure than quit. Like I've told you, I, I, I have seen over the years people just quit. I mean just literally just walk out and say I'm not coming back and they go out in the world living like the devil. I can't understand how somebody one day can profess to be something and the very next moment show what their true colors are. I, I, I don't understand this. It, it gets me. I get, I get depressed. I get discouraged. Sometimes I say, Lord, Jimmy, is it you? Is it me? But there's got to be a reason why 
that people just give up on God and quit on God. I, listen to me. It is better for you to quit on me than quit on him. I'll just tell you that. It, it is better for you to just give up on me and say, hey, we'll just find somebody else. I would be happy about that because I don't want to hinder anybody, but don't ever give up on him trying to please yourself. Amen. Three things why I think it's better to endure than quit. Now, if anyone is in here on that this verge of throwing the towel in, giving up, walking away, this is for you. I'm going to give you three good reasons why it's better to endure, to have the endurance that we need to have as a Christian, as a God-bought, blood-bought child of God, to not to give up on God, not to throw the towel in, not to walk away. I don't like to throw my hands up and say I quit. I, I've seen people do that. I can't take it anymore. Let me tell you what. I've been in the place where I almost said, Lord, I don't want to do this no more. But he has to remind me, you ain't doing it for you. You're doing it for me. I said, well, I'll get up and I'll go again. First of all, enduring pleases God. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse number 3. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangled himself with affairs of life that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Paul here is writing to Timothy in this last letter of his life. And the one message that Paul is trying to get over to Timothy, trying to get bribed into his heart, he said, Timothy, I have lived this. I've walked this. I've seen what it can happen. I've seen the trials come my way. I've seen the heartaches. I've seen the hardships. At times I've been in prison. I couldn't see the light. There have been times I've been beaten, shipwrecked, stoned. I was killed. I, I, Timothy, I have lived that life but I endured, but I endured. Paul is trying to give Timothy this encouragement. Timothy, I have seen men live it. Timothy, you're going to have to live it. You're going to have to give up self. In order for you to endure walking with God and preaching the gospel, you're going to have to give up self. To live for Christ is going to be a hardship, Timothy. And it's coming. So go ahead and put your armor of God on. Endure the hardness. Paul understood that it was the devil that was coming. The world was coming. Sin was coming. Self was coming. It would have been easy, Timothy, to quit. It would have been easy for me to lay down. It would have been easy for me to say, I, I don't want to do this no more. But enduring is far greater than giving up. Enduring pleases God. That is why I'm telling 
us tonight to endure. Listen, we can quit. You have that, you have that right to get up and walk out, throw your hands up, throw the towel. You have that right. There has been a lot that I have known that I thought would never, ever quit, that I thought that, hey, if anybody's going to make it, if anybody's going to endure the hardship, it's going to be them. But it, years later, I find that they done turned and walked away from God. They done turned away and walked from the Word of God. they just given up and hey, they're living out in the world. There are people I thought that they would never, ever walk out on God, but yet they did it anyway. And can I say this with all the love in my heart? Everyone sitting here is subject to that. Every one of us is subject at any time and any moment to throw your hands up and walk away and say, I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going back there no more. I'm just giving up. But it's better to endure than quit. I find we like to just give up. When things, when things get a little hard, we want to just... Throw the towel in. Yeah, yeah. How many of y'all put toys together without reading the instructions? And boy, about an hour and a half later, you're about ready to throw everything into the toilet there, ain't you? You're over there throwing wrench. Now, I put some stuff together and had a bunch of parts left over and couldn't figure out where they went. I'm saying, man, how does this happen? But if, if we had read the manual, if we read what, God, what they put with that bike or whatever it was that said, hey, read this first and you'll be able to endure. You'll be able to get through it. You won't have any problems. You'll make it through it. Let me just say, God says, I'm giving you the manual. You're going to have to face hardship. You're going to have to go through some trials. But I'm telling you, if you read the manual, you'll get through it. Amen. Endurance pleases God. Can I say endurance brings happiness to the believer's life? James 5 loves to behold, we count them happy which endure. James 1.12 says, Blessed is the man that endures temptation. We, we see that God calls us and blesses us here. In this life that we live, continue to endure, continue to live, to continue to go forth, continue to go where God tells us to go, it can bring happiness in our relationship with Jesus Christ. I've read the books of Fox and Mortars, and you see every one of those in that book, being tortured, being beaten, being burnt. And every one of them had something in common. Not just being a Christian, being uh, persecuted, but every one of them had something in common. Every one of them went all the way down praising God. They never recant. They had the opportunity, but they said, no, God is on my side. You read the book called Trail of Blood. I encourage you to read that book. That happened here in the United States. Two Baptist preachers were preaching against this stuff about their uh, false uh, salvation. And, and the church, state church caught up with them. And when they caught up with them, they beat them. 
so bad that blood was running into their shoes. And as they walked away, they start praising God. Start praising God. Paul and Silas in a chair. They went down there, oh, oh, it's me. I'm in locked up and I'm, I don't know what I'm going to get out of here. Look at the conditions. I'm hanging to a wall. Look at the rats running around. No, they were down there praying, singing, and rejoicing and praising God. That's our problem right there. When hardship comes, we look at the hardship instead of the one that can get us through the hardship. And when you start doing that, you start praising it. That brings happiness in your life. And when it brings happiness in your life, it brings happiness in Jesus' life. Endurance brings happiness in a believer's life. Amen. We give up too quick. You show me a man that has absolutely nothing in this world walking with God, and I'll show you the happiest man there is. You show me a man that has all the world's wealth, not work walking with God, not enduring for God, and I'll show you a miserable man. You say, how in the world can a man be miserable and have all that money? Money don't make you happy. If money made you happy, well, none of us got any money. Amen. We, we look at the wrong things. Happiness comes from Jesus. Happiness comes from serving Him. Happiness comes from walking with Him, praising Him, giving Him the glory. And I'll tell you what, when you start praising Him and giving Him the glory in the midst of your trial, in the midst of your hardship, you start enduring, you praising Him. And let me tell you what, He will bring happiness into your life. He'll bring a blessing into your life. Amen. So we see endurance pleases God. Endurance brings happiness to the believer's life. We find that endurance brings joy after you endure. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 2, speaking of Jesus, looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy who was set before him to endure the cross, despising the, the same name and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The joy that comes after enduring. Here, here the Bible talks about the one that begins our faith and the one that ends our faith. For the joy that it was set before him to endure the cross. Jesus went through the cross. He knew what it was going to be like. It didn't catch him off guard. He didn't, they didn't surprise him when they plucked his beard, slapped him, beat him. It didn't surprise him. He knew what was going on, but yet he still endured. Enduring what he went through. And you said, is that joy? Why, why would that be joy for Christ to be hung on a cross, beaten and ripped and, and just, just mocked and slapped and why would that bring him joy? Because he saw sinners get saved. He saw lives change. That's what brings joy to him. 
And can I say this? Anytime you see somebody walk down to the altar and get right with God, that ought to just bring joy to your life. It ought to bring joy and happiness in your life. Somebody is coming to God. He also, it was pleasing to his father. Pleasing to his father that sinners would be saved because of the cross of Calvary and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He, he, he was fixing to be called back to heaven with his father. And we know there's joy there. He knew this was his life of work. And one day our joy is going to be this. <laughs> well done, thou good and faithful. You don't quit on church. Don't quit on God. Don't quit reading the Bible. I know it's hard sometimes. I know you have to endure. I know you face life's problems day in, day out. But don't let them give, make you give up on God. You run to somebody you've been known and you say, hey, the mission in your church, what's going on? Well, <laughs> somebody hurt my feelings down there. Boy, if I left church every time somebody hurt my feelings, I wouldn't be around church at all. Hey, somebody hurt my feelings. I ain't going back there. Can I say this? If you're looking for the perfect church, don't find it because there ain't such thing as a perfect church because we're all imperfect people in a perfect church of God. Can I say this? We were never promised a bed of roses. When you got saved, it wasn't like everything was going to change in your life, that nothing was going to go wrong, everything's going to be right, and you know, you're just going to have a happy time, tiptoe through the tulips all the way to heaven. That ain't going to happen. It's not promised in the Bible. There are going to be some temptation in your life. So many have fallen by the wayside because of temptation. Just endure. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. It may be a hard task, but the rewards are well worth it. Don't give up. Don't back up. Don't quit praising him. Don't quit singing. Just endure.